Okay, we start a fresh new Masechta. Says the Mishnah, Basula Nises Layom Haravi. When a Basula gets married, a girl who is still a virgin, then the Nisuin is supposed to be on a Wednesday. But if it's a widow who's getting married, then she isn't meant to get married on Thursday. Now, the Mishnah now does not directly address the reason for the widow getting married on Thursday, but it does give us the background why the virgin is meant to get married on Wednesday. The reason is, twice a week, the courts would, would be in session. This is a Takana that, that Ezra Sofer made. One of the Takanas was that the court should meet on Monday and Thursday. And the reason, therefore, we want the virgin to get married on Wednesday, let's say somebody got married on Wednesday, and then he has a taina, he has a claim. He went to do the beer with her on the first night, and he claims that she's not a virgin, meaning he's expecting her to be a besula. But after having beer with her one time, he says, no, I see that she is not a besula. So if he has that claim, we want he could go early the next morning to court. So if it would be another day of the week and the court wouldn't be in session, so then we would uh, calm down. And he would eventually, when the court would open, he wouldn't go run away. He wouldn't go and run to the court with his claim. And we don't want that to happen. We want him to go right away to the court and make his claim and state that the girl that I married, who I thought she was a besula, she really wasn't a besula. Therefore, we encourage when the marriage to be on Wednesday so that, the, that he'll be able to go to court right away on Thursday morning. So a few things here have to be explained. First of all, why not get married on Sunday? We'll still have to see that. Why do we say Wednesday as opposed to Sunday? But second of all, what's this whole thing that we want him to go to court with his claim about her, about her besulim? Why is it so important that he goes to the court? So to, just to understand a little bit, if a person does make a, and this is really foreshadowing what we're going to learn in Daftas, but it's important to understand it here for the fundamentals of the Mishnah. If a person does in fact have a claim that the woman he married is not a besula, is there any issue with that? What is the, what, what is the point of that taina. So the Gemara later on tells us that we're concerned that possibly the woman committed adultery while she was in Arusa. In other words, a woman is given a ring, she's married, and then about a year later, they're actually going to be intimate with one another at the Nesu and at the Chuppah afterwards. So now, if, if he finds that she's not a Besula, are we nervous that perhaps the Bia that she had was sometime during while, the time when she was in Arusa, and therefore she's also onto her husband. So the Gemara tells us that under certain circumstances we are concerned, other circumstances we are not. What does it depend on? If she's the wife of a Kohen, so then she's Asr. Because regardless of whether or not she was raped or she, she had Bia willingly, she's forbidden if the Bia happened while she was a married woman. Yes, it's possible that the Bia happened before she was married, but it's possible that it happened while she was married. If it's a doubt, then she would be Asr. Or if we're talking about a wife of Yisrael, who, uh, who, 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 whose father married her off as soon as she was three years old. So then we know for sure that the Bia, that, she, that, that the only way she could not be a virgin is if she had had Bia while she was married. But we don't know if she was raped or not. So in either one of those two cases, the Gemara and Daftas is going to tell us that the woman is also onto her husband. But if it's not one of those cases, if it's an HS Israel who got married at a later time in her life, then the Gemara will tell us, even if the husband claims that uh, she's not a virgin, she's still mother to him. And the reason is there's a double doubt. First of all, maybe she had Bia before she was married. And even if it was while she was married, maybe she was raped and she didn't do it willingly and therefore she's still mother to her husband. So therefore, we say that she's mother to remain with her husband. So now in our Mishnah, we're very concerned that the virgin get married on Wednesday so that if the husband has a, has a claim that she's not a virgin, he'll run quickly to the court Thursday morning and tell them. So if it's a wife of a Kohen or an Ashish Israel got married less than three, so then everything's good because we understand if you come to the court, she would be Asr on, on him. So we want to make sure he goes to the court because otherwise she's Taka Asr on him and he might calm down and not care about it. But if it's a regular case of a woman who was 
uh, married over the age of three to Israel. So then who really cares if he goes to the court or he doesn't? Even if he does come to the court, the court's going to say it's a sex fake, it's a double doubt, and everything is fine. So what's the big deal about going to the court? So it's Machlokas, Rashi, and Tosos. Tosos learns that you're right. The real Takana, the mission of the Pesula should get married on Wednesday is really only for the Aishas Kohen and the Aishas Israel who was married by the age of three. But Rashi, and just once we included once we included them, we unequivocally included all the other women as well. Rashi learns different though. Rashi learns that even if for a regular woman there's a Hatzar Sveks Veiko, we still want him to go to court because going to court is going to cause that aid it's going to cause a whole tumult hey, what's going to God, what's going on in the court. The guy claimed she wasn't a virgin. And maybe there are witnesses who know about the circumstances of, of her Bia and they will come to testify. So even though without any witnesses we can rely on Sveksveka, but we'd rather see that the matter gets resolved with witnesses. And this is an interesting episode of Rashi. Even though Kemoshihi we have a hatter of Sveksveka, we would like to see the matter get resolved through witnesses and therefore we encourage him to come to the court so that uh, we encourage him to come to the court so that so that the matter will be found out a little bit more clearly so first the Gemara explains why did they say that a virgin gets married on Wednesday so seemingly the question is what's the reason now that's a strange thing because the Mishnah said the reason but first the Amor says we learned in the Mishnah if Kedushin already took place and a time was set for the Nisuin in other words the, the concept of Agazman is that there's a time frame by which the chassan is expected to make the chuppah and marry her. So if the time arrived and he didn't yet do it, he didn't marry her, so the chiyah for him to support her already kicks in. It's an interesting thing. Once a husband does nisuin with his wife, he has a chiyah to feed her. That chiyah kicks in as soon as the zman for nisuin comes, even though he hadn't done the chuppah, but as soon as the time frame that he's meant to do the nechopah comes already she starts eating from his food she can eat a truma if she's marrying a kohen once she's eating from his food she can eat truma let's say what would happen if the time came on Sunday you know let's say it's uh, the time that was allotted a year for him to, to, to marry her it came out that the, the time for, for a year to be up since the time of the Eresin when he was supposed to have married her it fell out on a Sunday you would think already that he's expected to support her and that if he doesn't now she can take forcibly from his stuff we learned in the mission, no, a virgin is married on a Wednesday. And therefore, if Agal's man was before Wednesday, he doesn't have to support her. He doesn't have to support her until the time that the rabbis want him to get married. The rabbis want him to get married first on a Wednesday. And therefore, if Agal's man is before that, he's not obligated to support her. So what's difficult about the Shakvatar is that it sounds like we're looking for a reason why the virgin gets married on Wednesday. And instead of giving a reason, we give a ramification. We don't explain why, but we say since the marriage is supposed to be on Wednesday, therefore, if the Haggazman was before and the marriage didn't yet happen, he doesn't have to support her. So the Gemara is very bothered. What, well, it's not an answer to the question which was posed. So Amar of Yosef, Mari the Avram, the master of Avram, Teletan Belotan, he makes, he makes a Mishnah which was taught dependent on a Mishnah that wasn't taught. So the Gemara explains what, what does that mean? What exactly is Rav Yosef bothered by Hatan Hatan, which Mishnah was taught and which was not taught? Hatan Hatan, both the Mishnah was taught and the Mishnah was taught. Everything that was, we spoke about, the fact that you're supposed to get married on Wednesday, spoken about in the Mishnah, the fact that there's a din of Haggazman, that the husband is meant to uh, support his wife is in the Mishnah. What exactly is bothering Rav Yosef? So the Gemara explains, Teletan is Time, every time is a little more time. But the problem is, Shmuel made the Mishnah where the reason was taught. He made it dependent on a Mishnah where the reason was not taught. In other words, to say what that means to say, our Mishnah said the reason why the virgin is married on Wednesday. So that the reason is that husband will go to the court the next morning. And uh, and there, the reason was already there. So what in the world is going on that we had the question, what is the reason for the Mishnah? And we ran and we brought another Mishnah, which is not giving us a reason, but just a ramification. 
So the Gemara, therefore, we revise what Shmuel said. Eli Yitmar, if anything was said by Shmuel, Yitmar, this is what was said. Amr, if you don't Shmuel, Amr, what is the reason that the Chacham said, that the virgin gets married on Wednesday? Why did the Chacham say that? The answer, of course, is the way the Mishnah said, Shem Halutanas Besula. If he has a claim that she wasn't a Besula, he mashed the basement, wanted to go early the next morning on Thursday to the court. That, of course, was what the Mishnah said. However, by reading that Mishnah, still you're going to be bothered. You're not know, saying, let her get married on Sunday and say the same thing. Shem Halutanas if he has a claim about her being a basula, he'll go to the court, and that will be on Monday morning when the court is in session. So why Wednesday over Sunday? The answer is, were very diligent. They cared a lot to make sure that the Benos Yisrael would be taken care of. Why? That their wedding should be beautiful. Husband should be very busy preparing the wedding for three days in a row. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then marry her on Wednesday. So in other words, if the wedding would be Sunday, they wouldn't be able to have the full preparations because you got Shabbos before that. So therefore, he wouldn't be as busy preparing for the wedding, and we want the wedding to be nice. So therefore, we said that the wedding should be Wednesday over Sunday. Now, now Shmuel continues, now that we learned that there was a new takana of Shaktu, that the wedding should be on Wednesday over Sunday. So now, also Shanina, regarding that which we learned in a mission, that once the designated time arrives for them to, for the chuppah to happen, and he didn't yet do it, they eat from his food and eat trima. So now what happens? If the designated time comes on Sunday, does he have to feed her? And the answer is no. Since the husband is not able to marry her on Sunday because of this new takana of that marriage should be on Wednesday. So Sunday is not considered the day that he can get married. Therefore, in he doesn't have to give her food until Wednesday. So we conclude that Shmuel is giving us more background. The Mishnah explained why the wedding is Wednesday, but it didn't adequately explain why it couldn't be Sunday. Shmuel fills in this a takana of Shaktu. And once that is said, now the ramification of that is that if the, the, the time for the chuppah, the Haggah's man for the chuppah came on a Sunday, since the Chachamim don't want him to get married then, the Chachamim want him to push it off three more days until Wednesday, he doesn't have to support his wife at that point. So what do we see from here? A tremendous Chiddush. In this new Chiv of Haggah's man, when the time for Nesuin comes, you have to feed the wife. If there's a delay that the, that the, the husband cannot control, the delay here the husband can't control is the fact that the Chachamim wanted later, then he doesn't have to support her. So now we continue, Let's say, a different reason he's not marrying her. Let's say he became ill or she became ill. So we postponed the wedding for a different reason. Oh, she became a nida, in which case the wedding should not be held. He doesn't have to support her with food. Once I see that a delay that's not under the husband's control, he doesn't have to support. So, so too, he doesn't have to support for the circumstances of him or she getting sick or if she became a nida. However, other Amoram don't agree that it's so simple. Says the Gemara, the body, let me body. Other people ask this as a question. What is the halach if he became ill? Do I say, how some time am I? When the designated time came on Sunday, what's the reason? He doesn't have to give support. He's, he's, he's held back by the Takana Drabanan. He's an Ones that he can't marry her until Wednesday. So if he's ill, it's also an Ones, and therefore he shouldn't have to give her support. Or maybe we can't compare. There, what's holding him back? The Takana Drabanan. The rabbis won't let him. Right, so, so there we can view that the etzim time for the wedding didn't come, even though technically the year is up that he should get married by Sunday. But if the Chacham say this amount of a wedding is Wednesday, so it's as if the time didn't come. So that's why he doesn't have to give it. But Hacha, where the time came, just he's ill, low. We don't say that. So maybe if it's a random onus that he's ill, and that's why he's not marrying her, maybe there is a Chiv HaGaz Matzah Gemara. The second version of the Gemara, the Gemara is saying maybe if he's ill, he does have to support her. Because Lamaisa, he was Ma'akev, 
the Nesuin. He held back from doing the Nesuin. Ah, he has a good reason. Maybe even though he's an Ones, that's not a good enough reason that he doesn't have to pay. And if you would conclude and say that if he's ill, he does in fact have to give her food, what if she became ill? So she's the holdup, not him. So maybe you could say, I'm standing here ready to go. I'm not the cause of the delay. I don't have to give support to you. If you are the, the clear reason why it's not happening, so then, so then, so then I, don't have to, I don't have to support you at this point. The, the reason the wedding didn't happen is you. Odilma, perhaps, she could say to him, your field became ruined. So what does it mean your field became ruined? So it seems that she's like blaming him. She's blaming him and saying that 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 I am your I am your field, so to speak. I'm the nesuin, and it's uh, it's your own mazel, it's your own thing. I call the shabbat orchestrated through through your mazel that I got sick, and therefore and therefore that's why you were conus me. So even though technically I'm the problem because it seems I'm sick, but it's your mazel that made me sick. That therefore you're not marrying me, and therefore you are mechuyev. It seems from Rashi that the Iker Vard here in the Gemara is that once the time for the nesuin came, the time for the nesuin came. Even though it was because of her, but but we still see that as soon as the time for the nesuin came, he should have to support. He should have to support her again. If it was the takana drabon that that he should get married on Wednesday, we don't view that the time for the nesuin came. But if the time came, just the parties are sick, maybe he has to support her. If you conclude that way, she says to him, the field became flooded and that he has to support her. So, what is the halacha if she became a nida? If she became a nida on the day the wedding was taking place. So, the Gemara says, if it was at the normal time when the period was supposed to come, there's no basis to have a shayla. She can't say, she can't say because it's a normal scheduled time here for her period to come. So, clearly, it's her that she is the holdup for the wedding. So since it's clear she's the holdup for the wedding, so then there's no question that it's not his mazel. She's the holdup for the wedding, and he doesn't have to support. Where do you inquire? If, if, if the blood came and it wasn't meant to come. So it was an anomaly. It was a fluke that it came down. My, what do we say? Since it wasn't the time of repaired then she could say to him that the field became flooded and we could blame it on your mazel, and therefore the Haggah's man is here and you support. There are women whose periods change. It's no different than when the period comes at a fixed period. Just when it comes at a fixed period, she's the holdup. Even when it's not at a fixed period, we view her as being the holdup, and therefore he doesn't have to support her. Obviously, we see here in the Gemara that a woman should not get married when she's in Nida. This is a big discussion in the, in the Rishonim. What, why is it that when a woman is in Nida, she can't get married? Let her have, get married. They, won't, they will refrain from having relations. Why can't you get married? So some Rishonim say that a chuppah that is not fit to have relations cannot work. The other Rishonim describe that there's something um, fundamental more in the in the chuppah's nida, which doesn't work, it's machlokas arishonim. But either way, we see that there's a hold up if the woman is in nida at the time of the wedding. So the gemara tries to resolve. Pasha rabbi rabbi tried to answer. And the mishnah said, "Higiyas mavelun." So the time arrived, and they were not married. Ochos mishabachos truma. They eat of food and eat of truma. So lo nasu lokatani. It doesn't say the husbands they're not married. That would imply the delay was from the groom. Elo lo nisu. It says they weren't married. The language implies even if the delay came from the bride. So echidami. What's the case? that the bride is delaying and the husband still has the port. If the wives are just intentionally delaying and saying, we don't want to get married, clearly if they don't want to get married, we want to compel the husband to support her. The case has to be that she was held, she was she was constrained from getting married because of something like this, some of these cases that we're talking about, where it's because of her, but she would want to get married, but some onus happened to her. And we still see that they can eat the trimmer. So we have a proof that even when the delay is from the woman, if it's an unavoidable thing, we're still going to say that the husband has to support. So Ravashi, no. We could deflect. Any, any unavoidable circumstances that are delaying it, she doesn't eat. 
if it's an ones, then she doesn't eat because she's holding up. But the Mishnah was saying that he has to feed is only where the husband is intentionally delaying it. You're right, the language should have been different. The husband didn't marry. What's the shot? It said that they weren't married, implying that the woman could be the holdup. I did on Rachel but since the Tana taught in the beginning of the Mishnah, talking from the bride's perspective, the beginning of the Mishnah said, we give 12 months to the virgin, so we're speaking about the bride's preparations for the wedding. So the end of the Mishnah also gave us a language from the perspective of the bride. But you're right, the hold, it's not that the holdup here is mitzah the bride. The holdup is that the, the, the chazan is deliberately not marrying, and that's where there's a takana he has to feed. But maybe in hachinami, if she is the cause of the delay, even if it's an ones, then perhaps um, she's not going to eat the food. Okay, so the previous discussion, we had a very lumdisha question here, which we're going to bring out the lumdisha a little bit more in the next sugya. What's the lumdisha question? Chazal were masakin that when the time for the wedding comes, if the husband didn't yet marry her, he has to support her. That's the takana of Hagazman. And we said that if he has a tainas onus, he has a reason why he's claiming he wasn't able to do it, so, so he could, it, that could absolve him of... Uh, that could absolve him of the chi of Mizonas. And we're saying that the Pshad is what he wanted. So the kind of that I was supposed to marry and I didn't, it was unavoidable for, for, that, that, for me not to be able to marry her. Uh, there was some onus here. You got sick or whatever we were speaking about, the onsim that prevented him. So therefore, it's not, it's not considered that he didn't marry her. It was just the circumstance that didn't allow the marriage to happen. So Amar we do not say the same thing by a divorce. And we're talking about the situation is, the husband gives his wife a get, al and a person can do that. I'm giving you a get now, but there's a condition. If I don't come back by a certain time, then it should trigger the effect of the nisuin. If I do come back, then it should break. Then it should break the get. So what happens? At a certain date when it was when it came time to the crunch time, whether or not the tanai was going to be fulfilled or broken, he wanted to return, but then an onus occurred and he wasn't able to. So do I say the divorce is valid? Because Lamaisa, the tanai was fulfilled, he didn't come back. Or do I say the onus prevented him from fulfilling it? And since the onus prevented him from fulfilling it, so I don't see a kima tanai, and therefore the get is not valid. So the Gemara says, by a get, not like this. Meaning to say that we don't view that, that we don't view it. Uh, as a valid point that it was an ones. We say, Lamaisa, he fulfilled it tonight. And if Lamaisa, he fulfilled it tonight, even though it was an ones in the way he fulfilled it, the divorce is in fact triggered. The husband can't claim, oh, I would have been here. I wanted to, to, to nullify the tonight. We can't say that. Lamaisa, he wasn't here. He fulfilled it tonight. There was no tainas ones. There's no halach of claiming ones by a get, and as long as the tanai was fulfilled, the tanai was fulfilled. Maybe because it says in the Mishnah, a man said to his wife, This is your get. If I don't return within 12 months. So he's giving a get, and he says, If I don't return within 12 months, it should go in effect. He dies within the 12 months. Ain't no get. It's not a valid get. Why? Because it's only going to go in effect after the 12 months. After the 12 months, he's already dead. And, and, and since he's already dead, uh, uh, a get cannot go, go into effect after the husband is dead. Very famous Rashi here says that the reason why a get cannot go into effect after a husband is dead is because in a Mason Megarshan, dead people cannot divorce. It sounds like from Rashi, hypothetically, there still is a marriage to divorce after death. But the issue is that if the husband is dead, he cannot be someone who divorces. So anyways, uh, a dead person cannot divorce. And therefore, since the get doesn't go into effect after 12 months, and it's after 12 months he's dead, so then the get doesn't work. So we, we can say, the only reason it's not a good get is because he died, and we have this problem that, that people can't can, can affect the divorce. But if he just got sick, and therefore he didn't return on home, I raise a get. It's mashma that it would be a valid get. Why? Because the mission only spoke about the case where the person died. That was the onus. But it sounds like a different, and there you have the issue that dead people don't divorce. But if it would be, it sounds like if there would be another circumstance of onus, like the husband just got sick, and that's why he wasn't able to come back. Lamaisa, 
it would be a valid get. Why? Because then the tonight would be fulfilled. He didn't come back after 12 months. Ah, it's only Machmas Ones that he didn't come back. Must be in Tainas Ones, but gets in. There's no claim of Ones to say, oh, it wasn't fulfilled because it was the Ones. We don't say that. We say Lamai, so the tonight was fulfilled, and therefore the get is triggered. So that's how Rav knew his Allah. Says the Gemara, no, get. Maybe I can tell you that your implication is wrong. Really, if you became ill, it's also not a good get. Because there is a Tainas Ones, but gets in. We don't say that the tonight was fulfilled when it was fulfilled by Ones. Why did the mission speak about the case where he died? It wanted to tell us this very principle so that a get cannot take effect after the death. Meaning we wanted to speak about this case specifically where he died to tell us this, this axiomatic idea that a get doesn't go into effect after death. Now in this case as well, it wasn't necessary because there would have been a Tainus Ones, but it wanted to tell us that... Um, that just stom the principle for another case. Like, let's say somebody didn't make a stipulation that it should go into effect after 12 months, but he just stom, stom said, I'm giving you a gadget, go into effect after I die. And wanted to, to tell us the concept of Ingal Akramisa. So, really, in this case, particularly where it's going to be after 12 months, and then, then he died, even if he would have become sick, it wouldn't have been a get. We speak about death because we want to tell us that that's some idea. Want to tell us that's some idea that uh, that ain't get lachamisa, and again, that's not get. If a husband would say this get should go in effect after I die, that it wouldn't be a good get. Says the Gemara, that's a chiddush. Ain't get lachamisa that a get doesn't take effect after the husband died. A ton of the that was already taught in a previous mission. The mission said, "Rizikidech imati." Somebody sick gives his wife a divorce, and he says, "This is your get if I die." Rizikidech machol said, "This is your get from this illness." Rizikidech lachamisa, this is your get after my death. Lo amarklam, he hasn't said anything. Why? Because a get doesn't take effect after the death. So clearly, that mission already said that. So what's our mission coming to say? If I give you again it goes in effect that's what Tomans. It must be the Mishnah's Khidish is to tell you it's only not good in the case where he dies to give me the implication that if he just became sick, then it would be a valid get. That must be what the Mishnah is coming to say. Says the Gemara, no, really maybe it's coming to tell you that in Gatlachamisa. I I know that from the previous Mishnah Hussein was coming to exclude something that our teachers said. There's a there's an idea as it says in the Bryce Rabbisini really not say our teachers, other rabbis permit her to get remarried. Other rabbis say that when a person writes a zman on a get, and then he says, if this happens, he actually means to say that it, when it should happen, when that point happens, retroactively from now. If I write in a star at the time, if I write right now, a certain date in the star, then I'm trying to say that it should happen retroactively. And if it would happen retroactively, so then it wouldn't be a get l'achar misa. So our Mishnah wanted to tell us that in get l'achar misa, even in a case where 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 where, it, where the, 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 there was a date in the get, we still don't say that it's retroactively from that point. And who are we coming to exclude from? My Rabbi Sainu, who are our rabbis that we're coming to exclude from? Our review, Rabbi Shmuel, Beidina the Sharo Mishra, the court that was Mater Oil, which is interesting. Now, for the Zara, there was a case where oil from Gayim, the rabbis banned oil from Gayim. Like we know they don't want to eat Bishal Akam. Chalavakam, one of the things that the rabbis banned was oil of idolaters. But then a later court um, revoked the whole thing. They took away the whole th- that whole legislation. So the, 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 our rabbis are the members of the court that was Bermat of the oil. And Savalik Rabiosi, the Pshad is they held like Rabiosi, the date in the star shows that it's retroactive. So in our case, where it's, it's said in the get, the day that it was written, and then it said, that if something would happen, if he doesn't come back within 12 months, according to Rabbi Yossi, it's retroactively a get from this time of the date if the husband doesn't come back. So according to him, it wouldn't be a problem with get lachamisa because it's not really going in effect after death. After death, it's retroactively being determined 
that it's really a get from the time that this man in the star says. So if you would go like him, it wouldn't be a problem with Gelachamisa. So it comes along the mission and wants to say now that way. So it spoke about this case to tell me, you know, even in this case, it is it is considered a Gelachamisa. We don't say that, it, that the date itself indicates that he means that it's retroactive. We don't see that it's retroactive. We see it's only going in effect after the 12 months. Therefore, it is a violation of Gelachamisa, and therefore it won't go into effect. So we don't have a proof to the implication that this, that he would get sick, whether or not it would be a get. We don't have a proof it would be a good get. We don't have a proof ain't tainus onus begitten. So we're still looking for a source for Rava's halacha to be true that ain't tainus onus begitten. So the Gemara says, Elamai Sefer, we look at the end of the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? The person says to his wife, to his wife, this is your get from now. He says it's not going to be retroactive if I don't return within 12 months. If he says, he died within 12 months, I raise a get. It is a get. Why? Because the get is retroactive from the time of the delivery when the husband was alive. So even though the husband died, it's still retroactively like that. So we can make an inference, mace, the get is valid if he died. Same thing if he fell ill. Because, if there would be a Tainas Ones Begitten, so then you would say, yes, the Tanai was fulfilled, but it was only Bonus because the husband died. He wasn't able to come. So so we still see that there's a, that, that the get is, is fulfilled. So the same thing with another Ones. If he fell ill and therefore he didn't come back, we would say, ain't Tainas Ones Begitten, and the Tanai is fulfilled, and retroactively, this woman is divorced. As the get is only good in a case where he died, because we know he doesn't want his wife to fall into Yibam. Why did a person write to get if I don't return. It's, the whole point is that he doesn't want his wife to be to be chayv to do yibam if he died. So he's trying to free her from that if he, by giving her a get that would be chayv before he died. So the, since the whole point is he doesn't want her to fall to yibam, so there we know that his mindset when he was making the tanai is that if I would die and therefore I don't show up, the onus of, of the fact that I'm die that I'm that I'm dead. In that case, avada the husband wants the get to go in effect. That's his whole das. But in a case where he could have, he would have come back, but he had an illness which prevented him. There, we don't know that his das was that that should be considered a fulfillment of the tanai. And it sounds like from here in the Gemara that the issue of whether or not we say tanis onus begitten or not, it kind of sounds like it has to do with the mindset of the person making the tanai. When I say is a get if I don't come back, what is my thought process about my not coming back? Machmas onus is it? Is that included that that should that that would that, that would fulfill the tonight if I don't come back machmas or no? And if I don't come back machmas that should be included in like the possibility of me coming back. And that's what the Gemara is distinguishing between a person saying if I die or if I die because there specifically with death, we know that the person would want to get to go through so that his wife doesn't want her, so that his wife wouldn't have to do yibum. Whereas where, where the person didn't die, and it's just the, the onus that prevented him was the fact that he was sick, and therefore he didn't come back, maybe in fact the husband wouldn't want it to be fulfilled. That's what it would sound like here from the Gemara. Says the Gemara, we need again a source for Rava, that if a person made the Tanai, and it was fulfilled, but only Machmas Onus because he was because he was sick. He wasn't able to come back. We need a source for Rava that ain't Tanos Onus begitten, and that the get is considered a good get. Elamiha, we see from here. Someone said, if I don't come back within thirty days, then this get should be good. So the Tanai was, if I don't come back in thirty days, also He came back at the end of thirty days. But the river, the crossing stopped him. He wasn't able to come all the way back here. So Amaluhu, he screamed out from the other side of the river. Look, I'm here. He's not here. Since he didn't actually make it to our town on time, so the get the get is good. The tonight was fulfilled. It's a get if I don't come. So even though he tried to come, and it was definitely an onus which prevented him, we still say he didn't come. So that's a, a support to Rava's thesis that in Tanos onus begitten. 
says the shiny. A very common type of ones, like the ferry being on the other side and therefore not being able to cross on time, that case is different. He should have foreseen that possibility and therefore and accordingly adjusted his stipulation. And he didn't adjust it. He caused the loss to himself. So the point the Gemara is saying is if it's something which is very foreseeable, that maybe the, the ferry will be on the other side and the person doesn't care to acknowledge that at the time they're making that stipulation, there we say that they need to include that 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 even if I don't come machmas some own some common ones like the ferry being on the other side that the get is still, that the tana is fulfilled and the get is a get the, otherwise the person would have stipulated but if it's a different type of ones an ones which is unforeseeable like he got sick suddenly so there maybe there is a tainus ones and maybe the tana is not fulfilled and the get is null and void so we don't come out with any source for rava. So the Gemara says, even though there's no source, Ella Rava The reason Rava is saying, ain't Tainus Onus Begitin, it was a Svar Denavshe. It was something he got from his own reasoning, without a source. Mishim Snus, Mishim Prutzos. And really, in it, what's coming out is that Me'ikra didn't really eat Tainus Onus Begitin. A person could claim he was an Onus and the Tanai wasn't fulfilled and the get is null and void. But the rabbis legislated because of the Snuos, the women who are too modest, and the women are too brazen. What does that mean? Mishim Snuos, for the two pious women, the Amalava get, if you'd say that the husband's return, if it's prevented by Onus, then it's not a good get. What would happen? Top there are times he wouldn't be held back from Ones. He would just willingly not return. And the get is good. But the, the pious wife might think that maybe the reason he didn't come back is Machmas Ones. So she doesn't know if she's allowed to get married. She's going to say, maybe, maybe, maybe the only reason my husband didn't come back is Machmas Ones. And therefore the Tanai the was not fulfilled and the get is Bato. She's going to sit unmarried as any Guna. So therefore, the rabbis didn't want that. So therefore they said that... Um, that even if the husband is delayed machmasones, even so, then it's still going to be a good get. Therefore, the woman, the pious woman, has nothing to worry about. Mishim Prutos, and because of the brazen women, if you say it's not a good get, if he was prevented machmasones, sometimes he might actually be constrained because of an ones. But Amr Lohanes, and the woman, the, the wife will say, eh, he wasn't really an ones. He didn't return because he didn't want it to involve but she'll go and return and marry, she'll go and marry another man. And uh, even though she's a married woman, because it was an onus that was preventing her husband, so really the tonight was not fulfilled and the get is bottle. But she's going to say, yeah, my husband was probably, didn't come back because he willingly didn't come back. So the get is bottle, and all the kids that she had from her second husband are mamzer. To make sure that doesn't happen, the rabbi said that even if an onus prevents a person, no matter what, the get is fulfilled. And tonight is fulfilled, and therefore the get is good, and therefore the even for the prutza who would go get married, it wouldn't be uh, um, an issue. So bottom line is, what are we coming out? That we have an issue by Hagazman, that a person, a husband has to support his wife at the time for the wedding comes. What happens if he would have married her just was an onus that prevented him? So we had different ideas in Lashonas, but one Lashon held that then he doesn't have to support his wife. It was Machmas the Ones. It's not he didn't marry her. The circumstance didn't let. Rabbi discusses whether by not, by Gitin, we say the same thing. If a person made a condition, if he doesn't return by a certain time, then the get should go through. What if he doesn't return, but onus prevented him from coming back? So, so Rav is saying, we say, in times onus begitten, Lamaisa, he didn't come back, the Tanai is fulfilled, and the get is good. I was a Tainas onus, so a Tainas onus, why don't we say it's not that he didn't come back? Circumstances provided him, prevented him from coming back. We're coming out, it was a new Takana Mid Rabbanon, Mishim Tznuish, Mishim Prutzos, so that otherwise problems could come up, and therefore the rabbis made a Takana to say, in Tainas onus begitten.